Whoa! It's another episode of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Man, let me just take a minute to get my head around the fact that this has been going on now for six weeks. Episode six of the podcast. Mind boggles that there's enough weird things to discuss that it's even gone past one week. Weird enough that people actually listen to it. But we're here and we're tuned in and we're at episode six. And it's November, which is like, where's the year gone? You know, automatically you sound like an old person and you t- start talking about A, the weather, or B, where the year. Bloody, where's this last year gone? Bloody Mary, last I remember it was 1976. Shit. Obviously, that wasn't me because I was, was dead in 1976. Um, so I can't pass comedy. I was born in 1986. You know, if you're not born, if you're not alive, you're dead. So just call me unborn, call me dead, call me what you want. But I wasn't there. But it is November. Uh, an awful month, cold, autumny, depressing, like the, like the tendon that holds Halloween to Christmas, you just want that to just break, just your Achilles to break and you just collapse into Christmas, that's all you want, um, it's freezing already, I'm sitting here um, recording the podcast, freezing cold, because um, I'm sitting outside in, in the autumn weather, and I'm, I'm, no not really, I'm a nice warm house, mm. but it's not nice outside. And I was trying to think of something to say about November that would be an interesting start. But there's nothing really that springs to my mind automatically about November. Other than that Wyclef Jean song. Someone please call 911. Tell them I've just been shot down. And the bullets in my heart. Other than that, I can't associate anything with November, but it's been a busy week uh, for me. I've been having a lot of fun this week. Uh, a lot of shows have been at. Went to see Liam Gallagher, as you were, in the Odyssey. Good show. Maybe I'm just too old now. That's what I, what I noticed when I was there. I was sitting in the stand on the seat in the seats watching it, and. There were a lot of younger guys and gals, a lot of spring chickens, firing around the stand there. Just throwing um, pint glasses of beer in them all over the place. Looked like a load of fun, because that's just what you want when you go in your nice outfits to concerts, is to be soaked in beer. Fucking wallies in the Odyssey on a Monday night. But <clears throat> music-wise, it was great. Covered a lot of old Oasis hits. Covered a lot of his new stuff. So it was a fun night out on Monday. And you think that's my card punched? That's the end of the fun that I'm going to have this week? No, it isn't. Because on Thursday night, I was at the Ulster Hall to watch my fellow Boytown host, close personal friend, muse, lover-ish, and buddy himself, Shane Todd, play what was a sold-out crowd. I know he said... He hopes to sell it out. It, it was packed. It was a sold out house on Thursday. And today, Saturday, I'm going back again to watch the show again. It was that good. So two sell out shows in the Ulster Hall. Big big props to my boy. Um, he's done a great job. And I'm really looking forward to tonight. If any of you guys are, are going along tonight, you know, make noise. Laugh. Enjoy yourself. And we'll, we'll go and we'll have a fun party. And 
that's a great way to start November. What because Shane and I are signed, that's what we're doing. We're bookending November with fun events. He's doing the start and then I'm I'm doing the end. On the twenty sixth of November I've got my show Thirty Years of Dave in the black box. Um I know I've spoken about this every week and hopefully the listeners of the Weird Podcast or the Boytown Podcast will get on the Black Box website and get yourself some tickets. Um, can't wait for the show. I'm ready for it now. I'm actually um, doing a few videos today. Um, if you're listening on the fourth Friday, Saturday, the 4th of November, I'll be, I'll be doing some videos to promote the show and a few other wee things. I'm doing just a couple of sketches really from Paige and then um, a wee video for the IFA. So, the Northern Ireland football team, the playoffs are coming up. And, you know, if you want to drum up interest in the two biggest games in history of Northern Irish football, who do you need? That's right. The big dog himself, El Pero Grande. Uh, Le Gros Chien. Das. Dick Hund. If you're German. So, that's that's what you, you wanted to get. So, keep a wee eye out on that, people. Um, but, other than that, not... A lot of of news. However, there is a weird story for you this week, and this is this is obviously I started this podcast to look at weird things and and like have a laugh at it, but never did I expect it to go full circle and end up being at my own expense. Something oh so weird happened to me this week. I woke up and. Um, on Thursday, feeling kind of good, and I do my wee routine, get up in the morning, go into the bathroom, you know, chill out, yeah, you can say go to the toilet, do a poo, whatever, I can just say I just like to chill and sit in the toilet, it might look like I'm doing a poo, just chilling, I'm a king, that's my throne, doing my thing, so I'm there, checking emails, just catching up on some social media, seeing what the crack is on day on day-to-day basis, and I fire on to my Facebook and I get a notification Dave Elliott has received a new message now before you think I'm talking about myself in the third person it wasn't my personal Facebook account that I got a message it was to my comedy page on Facebook Dave Elliott Comedy if you haven't already subscribed do get to see all my stuff it's fun Um, so I went on see what this message is and it's from a girl I'm thinking probably a fan wants to just congratulate me on how great my weird podcast is. No. She's coming in hard, guns out. Not not boobs, but like literal guns ready for fighting. She goes to me. Why did you unmatch me? I was enjoying chatting. I did a double take. I was like, what? What why did I unmatch I did unmatch you? I replied, question mark. She wrote back saying, yeah, you unmatched me on Tinder. She didn't add that. I started off for extra gusto and hate, right? So I take a minute and I'm going to myself. I'm not on Tinder. Haven't been on Tinder in years. So I replied saying, no, not me. She writes back on, oh, dot, dot, dot. And then hits me with a bombshell. Well, somebody's been using your photos and name on Tinder. 
and I was taken aback because of many things. I'm like, whoa, I'm being catfished here. But in reverse, somebody's using my details for their own end. Literally, to, to get their end. And I was just like, whoa, what? What a real idiot. Like, of all the people in the world whose photos you can use, you pick mine, my big round gap to gawky looking face. And you think that's going to get you some puss. This guy, any wonder he's on Tinder. Because he does not know what the ladies want. The ladies do not want this. The ladies want like a Channing Tatum or a Brad Pitt or probably weirdly an Ed Sheeran. So, which I, I don't get that either. But to use my face, I, in a weird kind of way, I was like, respect must be must be a, a fan. Must think I'm pretty. And I appreciate that you think I'm beautiful enough that people are just going to be flocking to your door for that. Like, believe you me, when I was on Tinder... I was not, I was not cleaning up, do you know, uh, the, the, the Tinder account was like a shop, I'd opened the shop, but nobody wanted to purchase the goods in the shop, no way Jose, like I actually met my girlfriend through doing stand up, she was at a gig and actually found me funny, and somehow spoke to me after the gig, when I was just saturated in sweat, I had literally been on a stage talking, telling jokes, and I looked as though I just put on my good going out clothes, and I'd been walking along the street, someone just double foot uh, kicked me, punted me into the lagging, and I just cr- crawled out. I was that wet, I was soaked. And that somehow was how that worked. But on Tinder, eh eh, not, not successful. So this dude is not having a good time of it. Now, being the uh, Sherlock Holmes sleuth that I am, I didn't want to leave it just at that. I didn't want to just be like, look cool I, I wanted to get a bit more info on the dude pertaining to be myself so i was like you well, what what was he saying like what was his chat she was like well he said he was a production assistant and did a bit of acting and she's like i saw some of your videos saw your spar adverts which uh, and your your tight shorts video which the acting was unbelievable in which you know i get her point that it was fantastic performance but she shouldn't have fallen for that. And then this is what should have been a major giveaway. She asked the dude where he's from. If it's a dude, it could just be a girl. Who knows? But she asked this catfish, where are you from? And the response was, Crossgar. Eh, gross. Crossgar. Everyone knows I'm from North Down. That is my place, my spot on this earth, the Gold Coast itself. Hollywood, Crawfordsburn, Bangor. Donaghy, those joints are my joints. Do you know what I mean? I don't leave it, other than to be in Belfast, where I currently live. But outside of Belfast, North Down, I'm sh- I'm sheltered. I don't know where Crossgar is. I don't know what sort of stuff goes on in Crossgar. But if it's not North Down and it's not Belfast, it's culture. And I don't do culture. So that should have been the, the instant giveaway. But if you're me on Tinder. And you're listening to this, get off Tinder. You don't want to get me in any trouble. Because I've got a girlfriend, fiance, who, if her friends were to see me on Tinder and go to her, that's that's a just eat delivery of shite to my own front door that I don't need. You know, it's hard to explain because, yeah, it'll probably look like me, albeit it'll say from Crossgar, and then she'll go for, definitely not him, 
but there's still the risk of, of again putting me in a position that I don't couldn't be horsed with. You know, explaining myself why. That's the worst thing about it. Yeah, there, yeah, that that is my face and that is my name, but that's not me. So whatever. Don't be mugging me off anymore, guys. But also, thanks for thinking I'm cute. I appreciate it. And also, if you are get, getting loads of chat, I don't want to be hit in public by people and think I'm I'm chatting, hitting them up. So you know, just stop it. I don't know if if Tinder can take that dude off, but if he can, do it. And if you know the dude doing it, just tell him to fuck off a little bit, you know? Mate, just go, not totally fuck off because it's slide hate on people, but just fuck off and delete that account and stop being it. Put your real face off, onto the face off, put your real face onto the Tinder and just be yourself, you know? Be yourself. Because at the end of the day, unless you're a big old bearded sexy bear when you turn up the meat they're not going to be interested you know it's false advertising so just hopefully your personality shines through and it's obviously not going to be as good as mine anyway but you know just get over yourself man please it's such a weird start to this week man anyway there are other weird things I want to discuss other than the fact that there's the strangest guys in the world using my profile to get puss. Anyhow, good story this week. Um, I like crime stuff. Like, I don't like committing crime, I must admit. But I like, like, crime documentaries, crime stories, true crime, things like that. Like, I'm watching Mindhunter on Netflix at the minute, which I'm quite enjoying. A few issues with it. Obviously, I enjoy the whole learning about serial killers I'm fascinated as to why people what the rationale or thought process behind doing these things are, is like how someone can like have just a normal life but be a full psychopath murderer like that I just can't understand and whenever I was younger I remember watching the movie The Silence of the Lambs for the first time and I was just fascinated as to how like the criminal profiling unit worked and I just thought that was what I wanted to be when I was growing up you know like like a Clary Starling type character. You know, it would have been what I would have wanted to have been when I was younger. Before, obviously, wanting to become a comedian. Uh, the obvious uh, blurred lines between being a criminal profiler and being a comedian are quite quite obvious. Um, but yeah, I was just watching The Science of the Lamb. Made me want to do that. Especially just the scene, you know, where she's in the prison and just gets jizz thrown at her. That's what I just wanted. People just throw jizz at me all the time. <laughs> no, don't. So, if you take that literally, please don't throw your jizz at me. I'd appreciate that. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. But Mindhunter's good so far. I'm, I sort of feel like it's a wee bit too, like, obvious or cliche or something. They're always like, oh, well, this is why they do that. And this is that. It just doesn't seem natural. But I'll bear with it. But back to real life. There's been a real life uh, story this week of crime and criminality and serial killing it looks like in Japan of all places and now I must admit for, for this podcast major shout out to my homeboys and girls in Japan Japan Japanese people are always there to be relied on for weird things they're 
they're definitely into some weird shit. And this is no exception. Stories from the BBC website here. Japanese police have arrested a man after finding body parts of nine bodies in an apartment in Zama near Tokyo. Police found two severed heads in a cold storage container outside the flat um, while investigating the disappearance of a woman. They also found body parts of seven other people stored in cool boxes in his apartment. Um, I assume he means like they're chilled out, like freezer boxes, not just really sweet design boxes, but who knows. Um, police found body parts of eight females and one male, some in varying stages of decomposition. Japanese newspaper Manichi Shimbun reported, like why aren't our newspapers called sweet stuff like that? Um, the police, uh, the suspect has told police they killed nine and hid their bodies and this is a direct quote from the dude I killed them and did some work on the bodies in order to hide the evidence standard um, but his next door neighbour said that he started smelling strange odours from the flat whenever the suspect moved in in August that's so sly like he just moves in in August stores all these bodies wrecks his neighbour's house and just yeah, goes to the police and be like yeah you've got me so do what you want to do about that um, and yeah so it's, it's an interesting story we'll go on I'm sure there'll be more uh, news coming out of that, but it always it fascinates me how people think that's a a good idea at any stage to go. I'd be keen to do this. Like it's not enough to just chill somebody. I, I like to see like you know what inside their head looks like. Like whatever goes through your mind to go, mm. and then once you've done it, you have to try and like like why do you keep? I don't know. I've never wanted to felt the urge to kill anybody and hope everyone else is the same but if you do it and you store it it's very very weird it's like you look back at some of the older cases that are a bit more well known like Ed Gein from Plainfield Wisconsin in America he is like the the godfather of what you could say is like a lot of horror films that have been based on him again Sands of the Lambs based on that on what he did um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, all based on this guy, Ed Gein, who was basically a loner that had lived all his life with his mother. She died. He kept her body. And then he like was so dominated by her that he felt in some weird way that he had to sort of like become her. So he would like dig up bodies from a local graveyard and peel their skin off and like make a suit out of out of their skin and like wear it about the house pretend to be his mother um, now we've all put on our mum's clothes no doubt her high heels her cardigans skirts whatever bra but I've never thought mm, I want to wear my mum's skin and my mum would have to be quite the quite the girthy lady for to be able to provide me with a skin suit but no that's what Ed Gein did um, Jeffrey Dahmer was another one he liked to collect but he, he his main thing was like killing dudes because he liked to have sex with really still dudes. <laughs> like, it wasn't just good enough for that they'd be really quiet and not move. He, his fetish was legit just dead people. So he had that and rather than just have the bodies kicking about the place. He's like, I'll, um, you know, I've got these corpses. I don't want to just leave them about the house. Because, I mean, they do take up space. So, like, I'll cut them up. I'll eat some of them. Um... And maybe like turn skulls into ashtrays and stuff like he was definitely uh, proactive in using the, the tools to make nice household objects out of it. But 
I don't know what this Japanese dude was at because he just looked like he was collecting bits, not like making. Like at least there was a bit of industry about those other two lads making gear out of it. You know, at least he got a nice suit, a pair of gloves, or whatever. This dude's just like keeping them, like and they're in, they're in, they are in cool boxes to be fair. So they're not like just necessarily just dumped, but they're in our bags or whatever in cool boxes and probably in a fridge. But I'd be keen to to ask him, be like, look, what was your your intentions with the the heads sound like a, a 1950s father and what are your intentions with my daughter and uh, what were your intentions with the heads bro um were you going to make in with them or are you just gonna collect them and then see what he would what he have to say about that but it's good like i'm gonna say that i i in a weird way i like reading these stories because you're fascinated you're like oh what a, like there's a morbid sense of fascination about things like that like when you see a serial killer that gets uncovered you want to know like how long they've been getting away with it for uh how many people have killed what they've done and stuff you're really interested in the story but very rarely do they like come out and be discovered so this japanese guy like it's the first time i've seen heard of a japanese serial killer certainly and i'd be interested to know what the background is to that it's obviously very early days because i just found the bodies but i'm sure more will come out for that and don't worry if you're wondering what's going to happen with the, the Japanese serial killer, um, your boy's got your back. I will do an update every week and see what the progress is in that uh, case. By the way, if you're wanting to Google him yourself, the name of the suspect is Takahiro Shiraishi, which sounds like one of the the names of, of my mates who had top knots and decided that they wanted to be um, samurais that I talked about in last week's podcast. How coincidental that the the name almost identical will return a week later as a massive serial killer. Hopefully, was encouraged by the weird podcast in any way, shape, or form. Let me see what we've got else to, 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 to talk about this week. My man, we'll go on to questions this week. Um, got a question from Chris Barr who has sent me a video link um, for this video which is called Weird Satanist Guy and we have gathered this here let me get it up oi 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 right okay so it's about an un, an unveiling of a of like a Satanist statue I think it's actually it looks like from looking at the videos it's guy is like a sketch actor and what he's done is just like superimpose his bits into actual news stories so basically yeah he's just being really weird and talking about how satan's such a great dude and stuff and should come up and fight with angels very odd guy definitely weird but also de definitely a character as well i think um if that was real life chris that would be 10 out of 10 weird but I think he's he's just like doing like an LEG type thing with it he's just pretending that it's real but it isn't that being said the story in general about a satanist satanic church putting up a giant statue of the devil is weird like you're looking at these guys and they are all weirdos you have a woman here talking about how great it is to have a statue of satan and She's literally got like 
a bit of hair in front, like a longer bit of hair in the front of her head, like Fat Ronaldo had at the at the ninety eight or the two thousand two World Cup final, just that wee square on the top of his head. Except she's got it and it's blue, which is I'm gonna go out on them and say it's not her natural hair color. She has augmented her her hair and has gone for this stupid turquoise. I don't know, an idiot. And then she's flanked by a woman who looks quintessentially what you would describe as a goth. Just white face, black hair, straight, split in the middle. There we go. Dark makeup. And, but, she's got piercings. Like, I don't mind people having piercings. They're alright. But what I don't get, and, and if you listen to the podcast and you've got one of these, get in touch and let me know why this is a thing. Having your nose pierced like a bull. Like, why is that now, in 2017, like, the cool, hip style to have? Like, it looked like, it, you look ridiculous. If you've got that, you look ridiculous. And there's no other way around it. People will be like, oh, it's cool, it's totally alternative to have that kind of look. But when more people do something, it ceases to be quirky or alternative. It becomes mainstream and weird. And all bulls have it, and cows as well have it from time to time, but just, if, if you have it, I, you automatically think you look like a cow, a big bull cow, um, and like, even if you have the wee small ones, they're like, quite discreet, they still look like you've got like a full bogey hanging out your nose, so anytime I see them, I, they catch my eye, and I, I look at them, I don't want to look at them, because they're disgusting, but I, I can't, because I'm, I'm trying to work out, is that bogey or jewellery, which could become a segment in the podcast, We could I could tweet out pictures, and be like, is this, a bogey or jewellery but this particular woman's got like a full ring like a bull with a little bit of jewellery hanging down it like that can't be comfortable at all and she worships satan and you also realise that if you're a satanist and you've got loads of piercings you're dumb because if you're a satanist and you die you go to hell hell's hot and if you've got piercings the heat's going to heat up it's going to be warm it's going to be burning she's going to have blisters in her lips blisters in her nose as well as being ugly and unstylish, she will be sore. So that's my my, my view on those piercings. I, I didn't want to go to onto that. I didn't want to bring that out. I feel like I'm almost having to like come out like of the proverbial hate closet and be like, look, I, I just hate these piercings, but I don't hate you as a guy if, or a girl if you have them. I just think they're not cool looking and you're probably more beautiful and handsome without them. So... But if I'm wrong, there's no reason why people do it other than the excuse. I'm just free to express myself how I want. That's not an excuse. Because, like, sex offenders who flash and just jack in the street, they can be like, mm, I'm just trying to express myself. Doesn't work. It's not a good look. Anyway, next question. Um, Michael Jardine has asked... Sorry, I'm, again, shit with technology. I'm getting, getting it up here. Oi, oi. Michael Jardine has asked, have you ever bought anything weird? Or have you ever, sorry, found anything weird in food you've bought? My friend found a rusty key in his KFC once. Yikes. Did he, hopefully he got a nice hefty family box of chicken to compensate for finding a big rusty key in his... KFC, unless that's some kind of euphemism, and you know, you know, it's some sort of like chastity banter, being like, here he found a rusty old key in his box. Let me say, there's been no chastity belt on that dirty bastard. Um, but in terms of iPhone, anything, 
Um, had like we, like I don't know if they're wee eggs or wee things. Like we, they were wee gross things. Wee gross brown balls that moved a wee bit in the cabbage once. I think that's probably like caterpillar eggs or something. That's pretty gross. Um, but in terms of foods I've I've bought, not really. Um, I have found something really gross in some food I've eaten, which uh is probably one of my most disgusting experiences ever when I was a kid I was on holidays with my folks and um we we knew the, this family that lived it was Jersey we went on holiday and we knew this family lived out there and would always sort of like go out and, and spend time with them and stuff in the summer and I was out with my parents and there was this big dinner party out there and like there was a few of the kids in around my age I must have been about 11 or 12 at the time and we had nice dinner food whatever all the dessert I got myself like a nice sweet like ice cream and apple crumble type number and I was just eating away at it, enjoying it, having a nice time and whenever I got near the end I felt like a little bit of the apple crumble had stuck to the spoon. I was like, mm, I'm a hungry horse, I'm a chubby little bubby, <laughs> I don't even know. I was a fat kid, right, so I'm not going to let any leftover food go to waste so I was just using my bottom teeth to scrape the very last bit of apple crumble off the spoon and whenever I scraped it off into my mouth I was swishing it around and I realised hmm, my brain started telling me that's not the taste of apple crumble it tastes like meat <laughs> I swished it around I chewed it I don't know why but when I crushed down I realised that it wasn't apple crumble. It had been like a bit of like old meat gravy or gravy granules and a bit of meat that had stuck in the spoon and just been hardened on through a dishwasher. So I'd just been eating this whole thing. And then at the end, I just had leftover Sunday roast gravy from a previous dinner. And I have a weak stomach. Like, I cannot cope with rotten smells. Like, Boke, if I smell vomit, I'll be sick instantly. If I see people like, like spitting or like you know when you have big bits of gab coming in out of your mouth, I'll go and I'll be sick. And the same with if I've something gross tasting in my mouth, and I yeah, I got that and instantly ran ran told my parents like oh, there's, there's these people you're eating with are fiends they're disgusting and they're all boys mate. So I wrecked the whole dinner party by embarrassing the family hosting us as being dirty bastards and don't clean their cutlery. Then I just vomited. All over the kitchen floor and walked out like we boss <laughs> like yeah deal with that the spoiled brats got his way and sucked my dick my little pink child dick suck that but um yeah it was horrible and then even this week just to to mug me off one bit more i was making dinner myself um and i just made put the dinner together was plating it up and i thought like i dropped a little bit off the side of the plate so i just thought well we're doing it. i'll just i'll pick it up and eat it Mm -mm. wasn't a bit of dinner it was the tiniest little bit of dog food that had fallen out I just put the dog's food together first before I made ours I just fired a wee lump of dog meat into my mouth which was equally disgusting luckily I didn't vomit because I didn't have anything in my stomach because I was just about to eat my dinner but if I had have eaten I'd have been sick everywhere so that was absolutely rotten oh, cheers for bringing that up Michael I, pre I appreciate that you've made me feel really sick Last question before we finish. Uh, Michael Montgomery. Mm, this is a good question. Uh, 
If you were ranking the world's weirdest celebs, who would be your number one? Hmm, I'd go, Michael's gone with spoon-bending mind freak, Yuri Geller. Tell you what, I like, I like that call, Yuri's a weird dude. Um, but at the same time, I have a lot of respect for Yuri Geller, because he quite blatantly just talks shite. And people are buying a shite and giving him cash money. That dude's walking around bending spoons with his apparently his mind when it's nah he doesn't, that's just bullshit. But he's definitely he would definitely be in in the in a weird Champions League of celebrities. Which would actually be something I might do. I might do the weird the Champions League of weird celebrities. Hmm. Cause there's so many to pick to actually narrow it down. You've like off the top of my head, you can automatically say Michael Jackson. Weird. But hard to look past MJ, like stuff he gets up to. Prince, also equally weird. Also dead. David Guest, dead. All these weird dudes are mostly dead. Uh, Andy Warhol's pretty weird. Um, so there's so many, but I uh, appreciate the question, uh, Michael, and I will. I will give you a concise answer next week and I'll have a sit down and I'll give you a reason as to why uh, who are the weirdest celebrities. I'll do the Champions League of weird celebrities for you for next week and give a reason as to who who wins. Um, and hopefully that'll provide you with some kind of enjoyment. But guys, we've somehow been talking for over half an hour just once again in a room by myself. And thanks very much for listening. Um, unfortunately, there's been no new reviews this week on iTunes where I can read out the weird reviews from the listeners so um, if you haven't subscribed to my weird podcast on iTunes please do and please leave a nice five star review on that and the weirder the review you leave about the podcast um, the better and I'll read them out on the podcast every week so I encourage you to get people subscribe and get on that and um, if you haven't already Follow me on Twitter at the Dave Elliot, two L's, two T's, uh, and on Instagram, Dave Elliot Comedy, and the Facebook page, Dave Elliot Comedy. Um, and there's links to my show in the black box at the end of November there too. And um, tickets are actually selling pretty good at the minute. I hope to have it sold out. So guys, if you can uh, already, if you want to go, get your tickets. If you haven't got them already, and if you want to go, try and get them quickly before... They, they all go because I want friends, I want listeners, I want weirdos at the show because you will enjoy it. It's a good hour stand-up, if I do say so myself. Um, anything else I want to plug? Do, 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 do. Other shows coming up as well. In November, worth checking out the day before me, uh, 25th of November on Saturday in the Black Box. Alan Irwin's doing a, his new hour. Alan's a great comedian, uh, mate of mine, and I definitely recommend checking him out. And then on the 30th of November, you have... Aaron McCann playing Mandela Hall so definitely get tickets for that and check him out as well and guys once again keep it weird please <laughs> take it easy bye